0: Hi guys, welcome to the Try New Frequency with Amber podcast. My name is Amber Schnell and I'll be your host. My podcast is for anyone who loves music videos and living a life of synchronicities. A focus will be on music videos from back in the day when MTV actually played music videos. My goal is to help challenge old ways of thinking, to have an open discussion about music videos and to connect it to our current reality. I live a life full of daily synchronicities and would love to have you join me on my journey. And I'll also be bringing on spiritual experts to interview. So let's have fun, listen to great music, and raise the frequency in our lives. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a while since I connected. This is Amber Chanel. I've got a special guest on here with me today. Sorry for the little delay here. About four months went by, got into a relationship. And he's got three kiddos and we have four dogs now and just moved in. So getting settled, getting back in the podcast seat and really, really excited to be here. So I have the pleasure today of having Veronica Winters with me. Welcome, Veronica.
1: Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation, Amber. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited too, Veronica. I mentioned it before we jumped on here today that making a little bit of a twist to my podcast. You know, I like to bring on spiritual experts and gurus from around the world and really connect. And decided in my free time, I was focusing more on my art and really wanting to bring on creative artists, ones that stand out to me that really given a a great impression and have a good story to share and compelling artwork. And you stood out the most to me. So, I'm so excited to have you on. Just so you're aware, everyone, Veronica is a Russian-American portrait artist. She's a book author and an art instructor. The song that we're going to be discussing today at the end of the interview is Beethoven vs. Vivaldi by Ultramax. So I'm really excited to go into more detail about that at the end. To get started, Veronica, can you tell us
1: a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, as you said, I'm a portrait artist. I basically, I create paintings to transport viewers into another space, and I do this through symbols and color and the figure. So I put the viewers into a quite different space that's very similar to our reality, but it's not real. and so. My mission is to inspire people to connect to themselves, you know, to their soul. And as a result, uh, they're able to connect to the world around them. So that's that's it.
0: Now, is there any way... And I talk about this all the time because people use, you know, the right and the left side of the brain. I try to have a happy medium between the two, but I really enjoy working with my creative side a little bit more. I can't lie about that. Is there any advice you give to people on what it feels like to be in that creative element, that side of the brain? They're a little nervous? Because I know for me, it was letting go of the linear lifestyle. Any, you know, words of wisdom, any, you know, expression you can give to that?
1: You mean about personal growth, spiritual growth, or art in general?
0: Any bit of it, because I think it's all important, everything you said, because I know personal growth for me was vital with that, and then it caused a spiritual awakening with my abstract art that I do. So yeah, I'm intrigued to see what what your thoughts are on that and kind of how to help someone, you know, open themselves Mm -hmm. to that side.
1: I think it's important to do what we like uh what we enjoy doing because a lot of times um we are on this treadmill running to do things but it's important to do something for the soul uh to feel to feel connected to feel alive and it could be a number of things you know it could be doing yoga <laughs> you know running or reading a book but this is like really important to find time for your inner soul for your inner life uh, to feel to feel you know to feel good in essence so uh, because I realized that whenever we feel good then we are able to you know, to be happy, to uh, welcome other people into our lives, and just uh, to enjoy life. And it's all about balance. And I think when we are able to uh, find that balance and happiness inside us, uh, then we become more aware and Helpful to other people.
0: You nailed it, you know, Veronica, the biggest thing I noticed was the amount of synchronicity. Once I opened myself to that, uh, it seemed as though everything was there for me, the things I needed to hear, the things I needed to see. Because as you said, being aware is the key part. You know, certain things on my spiritual awakening, I was like, whoa, I can't believe I'm seeing this, but I was open-minded to the process. And then it started getting exciting. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: thanks for sharing that.
1: Yeah, I think life is getting more exciting. And like I spend a lot of my life in, in the dark, in the darkness. And it was very difficult to get out of it. And, you know, whenever you feel this way, I think the best thing to think about is that you're missing out on something, like missing out on happy days or missing out on uh, your child's birthday or whatever else you have. So that's how my art uh, became very personal, actually, because I started looking inward and I began to... A look for ways to change my life, in essence. And um, that was very pivotal. And it also made me more aware of, you know, of life around me. I don't know if I answered your question or not. But... You,
0: you did. And I was going to ask that, too. Do you feel like you let your emotions out on the canvas or whatever medium you end up choosing to use
1: yeah like art is always about emotion but when we start out well i'm i'm going to talk about myself cuz it's the easiest it was difficult for me to express my emotions or to speak and so art became an outlet to say what i wanted to say or just to make myself feel better. And so over time, I began painting my stories. I used to paint just uh, still life and, you know, any subjects that I saw. But after a while, I decided to paint my stories, in essence. And I began to feel better as well, because I basically... I started thinking of my own inner life and how I related to this world. And I think that art helped me to process a lot of my emotions. And then also, it it helped me understand who I am as a person today. And because I understand who I am, it makes me, it is easier for me to understand others.
0: Absolutely. So was this something that you grew up wanting to do? Or were you like, I want to be an artist? Or if not, how did you get into art?
1: I enjoyed looking at art and I liked uh, to write uh, short stories when I was a kid, but it wasn't really encouraged in any way. And uh, when I grew up and I needed to go to college, uh, the Soviet Union fell apart and It was like a moment of chaos, uh, so to speak, um, politically and socially. And so I went to a business school instead of going to an art college. So that seemed to be very practical, a practical decision. But when I got a scholarship to study in the States, I basically, I came here and After a while, I realized that I wouldn't be able to be a a business person, and I started taking art classes in a local community college, and that's how I discovered art.
0: Is that how you started with, because I see that you teach drawing and painting classes, Mm -hmm. is that, did something inspire you to do that? Or was it because you attended school for it prior and knew how much it was of value
1: to you? I think I found it to be easy for me to start teaching. And I began teaching after my graduation with the master's degree. So I didn't consider myself being an artist until the graduation date, I guess. Um, But it was a natural progression I would say, I think it depends on personal gifts. Like uh, I know artists who are very good at entrepreneurship and they have excellent business skills. I wasn't that kind of person. I felt like I was a teacher by nature. And so it, it became a natural progression to go into teaching. So I thought art, in different local art organizations and my studio and then you know after COVID well actually uh, I developed online classes and uh, as of now I'm teaching art online well I'll tell you I
0: thought I did a good job of drawing objects in the 3D realm Holy cow! Yours are so impressive. You know, myself, I'd like to learn more, and I'm sure our listeners are going to want to once they take a look at your pieces because they're just mesmerizing. Uh, so, what does your classes? What do they look like?
1: Well, I basically i wrote I wrote a book, um, the colored pencil manual for uh, Dover Publications. And they published the book, but I also had all that video footage that was on my computer. And so I decided to put it all together into a very big colored pencil drawing course. And what I do, I start from the very beginning uh, um, explaining how to draw shapes in 3 dimensions using the colored pencil it's not for the very beginners in art but it's for people who already know how to draw a little bit and they they can transition into colored pencil drawing because you know you need to learn how to draw in black and white first to see you know to understand how the light works and draw the shapes correctly and all of that but after a while you know if you if you are good at drawing in black and white you can transition to color and so this is where i come in with all my video courses Uh, most of them are about colored pencil and creating colored pencil harmonies and all of that
0: beautiful Whenever an artist comes on, I do like to ask where you find inspiration. And also, do you have a favorite time of the day to create that you find more inspiration than another?
1: This is such a big question, you know, because it's not a single source. I mean, I can explain a little bit, but it's not going to be all of it, I'm sure. Because it's kind of like a combination of uh, different things coming all together so i'm just thinking how would i start well i usually okay that's how i start i usually make notes on my phone and those notes are very short and they would be like i can read some of them
0: absolutely feel free to do so i think that mm-hmm. is great to see how the credit mm-hmm. process works
1: Yeah, so the notes look something like this. Um, Sweet celestial voice. The gate of the sky. White staircase. Multitude of realities in one. Or walking through a mirror. Third eye of an artist. Spiritual tree. So these are like prompts that I use as ideas for my paintings and then I develop those ideas by looking at my references and putting them all together into a unique piece and so where do I get those references most of them come from my travel I love to to travel or If I go to an art museum, I also uh, photograph some of the masterpieces. And so I use uh, my references to illustrate those ideas on paper or canvas. And so... But at the same time, it's a very emotional process. So when I sit down and I have an idea like a white staircase, I open my Photoshop and I throw throw several references in and I begin designing the image in Photoshop. And because it's also a very emotional process. So I respond to certain images uh, at a particular time frame and I I I might end up like creating several different variations on on the same prompt and I would paint one that I feel emotional connection to and I usually um, use a unique color scheme in designing the images uh to communicate that that emotion they could be dark they could be light uh, they could be very uh, vibrant so it depends on my mood and also some ideas come from reading and basically uh just what we call inner transformation like my art is about a journey because i used to i used to draw still lives. then I got bored by it and I started painting animals and then I started painting people. And after a while, I began, you know, designing those stories. So it's a journey uh, for me. And <laughs> that's why I'm saying it's like a very big <laughs> question.
0: Oh, it is definitely. Well, you colored pencil piece titled Omnipresent Mind. That mm-hmm. one's about majorly to me because I saw, I could see my own journey in that piece. To you with that piece in specific, what does that represent to you?
1: Well, uh, the idea for this, for this artwork was the like, it's basically it's two identical male portrait figures, right? Male portraits. And so I wanted to uh, create a sense of balance. And I wanted to create a sense of balance between humanity and, and higher consciousness. And I wanted to represent people through those portraits. And I also put um, some symbols and the flower right in the middle of the drawing. And I guess- You did
0: a great job of putting different elements in there just uh, where Anybody that kind of gets it or is on their journey and they start seeing the different pieces you put in there are going to be like, aha.
1: (laughs) So what did you see in that? In that piece in specific- Because I wanted to find balance between, you know, the human kind and higher power, basically. So, but I I don't know what that means, like what you respond to when you see it.
0: Absolutely. So I have it up now in front of me. So I'm a very visual person. So some of the things that stood out to me was, masculine and feminine okay the different energy sources Mm -hmm. and then obviously the lotus flower Mm -hmm. was a big one for me the different triangles they're in the center between them Um, I could go down that rabbit hole all day long but it's it really stood out to me the visual imagery and that there needs to be the balance I I bring a lot to duality when I talk about different things, like where there's light, there's dark. It's kind of the same thing for me where there's masculine, there's feminine.
1: Mm -hmm. There's always
0: going to be both sides to me at least. Um, And this was a great image I felt of that and being able to open your mind and your consciousness to what's out there is what I really felt like it went from being, you know, the traditional person, but opening their mind to all that's out there and that is a beautiful place to be, to not be closed-minded. That's what I gathered out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you actually summed it up very well. Yeah. See, it's difficult for me to talk about it because I I think I process information differently. So I put what I see on paper. And it's uh it's kind of hard for me to summarize it in words, but it is about uh, balance and you know something beyond what we normally see. Uh, I I like to express ideas that are bigger than life. Like I want to understand what's beyond our reality and how all of it functions.
0: You made it seem that. There was more, it was bigger than the canvas. Just so you're aware, with that piece, you did a good job of making Mm -hmm. someone think outside of just what's present in front of them on the art.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. So that's why I brought that piece up specifically. There's so many of them I could go into. I can't wait for others to visit your website or go on Instagram and check out all your different pieces because a lot of them spoke to me. And I know um, arts in the eye of the beholder, you know, and what they see in their journey. I know with doing abstract art myself, people see all sorts of things that I don't even see until I step back from the canvas and then they show it. And I'm like, Oh, wow. You know, there was no intention there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) So it's, it's pretty cool.
1: I think it's interesting to, to ask people what they see in art, because a lot of times it's totally different (laughs) from, yeah.
0: Exactly. Now, with being an artist and being in it for as long as you have, do you have any big artistic influences or a particular favorite artist that you really are drawn to?
1: Again, this is so, such a big question, but um I'm going to list a few influences and I'll I don't have a single artist because it changes all the time or I like a particular artist for a particular reason but that artist cannot replace other artists so I can only speak about some of them you know because I like them but I cannot really pick a single one. I hope you understand this. Oh
0: that's what's funny is I asked the question and after I'm like you know, if someone asked me the question, I wouldn't be able to answer it with one either. <laughs> <laughs> but I always like to see where someone goes, and like normally, you know, how about down to a few people? That kind yeah. of stuff to yeah, yeah,
1: I can yeah. <laughs> so, like in general, I'm I'm really uh, I'm influenced by uh, Greco-Roman culture because I think that. Romans perfected the human form. I enjoy looking at the beauty of the sculpture. So that's one of my influences. In terms of painters, I love Sargent. And uh, Sargent is the 19th century painter. I, I love his brush strokes. They're very fluid. And he was a master of a master painter of human form. Um, I also like uh, Dutch painters uh, of the 17th century, like Hida, because they, like Dutch painters of the 17th century have a, a very good control of the color, very subtle color and just beautiful forms and compositions. I also, I I enjoy looking at art of the 19th century and I love the 19th, you know, this century because there are so many different kind of artists emerging. Um, It used to be just the academic painting, but as we get into the 19th century, we have uh, different schools of painters and it becomes very interesting and so and also i i like the 19th century russian painters just like the impressionists they moved away from the classical academic type of painting and they began painting scenes of uh, common people and you know, they touched upon social topics. And so I really liked, and I do like uh, Russian 19th century painters uh, for that reason. And also they are very good technically. Um, They're almost not known to the West, um, but that's a big influence for me because they painted their, you know, they painted social... um, social stories like they did uh their art is about commentary on social life and they also painted a lot of um russian landscape that's beautiful i also love italian renaissance um, italian architecture that's amazingly beautiful and inspiring and yeah, I, I think these are well I also like surrealists and I think uh my Magritte is my favorite painter because he, he turns all <laughs> he t- he took s- simple subjects and put it all he put and put them all together into paintings and I really loved his uh way of seeing life you have lots of options that was a a more challenging
0: question I'm intrigued to check out some more of the Russian art I feel like so much and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole but uh, so much is hidden from folks over here in the west unfortunately
1: yeah if you open like a giant art history book they are not there but some contemporary artists who paint in realist tradition, they do know some of um, Russian artists.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I, the Renaissance area. I mean, there's so much, when you brought up the Greeks, I'm like, mm-hmm. there is so much beautiful art out there and I definitely want to start traveling more. You know, the COVID restrictions took things a lot like away from the traveling for me, but I know I've got a trip coming up here in April to the Bahamas and planning to get some more abilities to travel and go out and see more art pieces in person. I think it's so valuable. It's great to see it on technology, but just
1: Mm -hmm. hits,
0: hits home, you know, when you can see it live.
1: But you can, yeah. When you can experience it, if you travel to Europe, any, almost any country in Europe, it's like walking around art all the time. They have a totally different lifestyle because wherever you turn, you see art, (laughs) a fountain, a building, uh, some palace, yeah, (laughs) a sculpture. Um, It just, it's impossible to see it here, but I I find that very inspirational. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like a place that I would love to be for sure. (laughs) Um, With saying that now, is there something surprising you touched on, you know, emotions, was there anything surprising that you learned about yourself through art specifically?
1: Yeah, that that I'm a complicated person. <laughs> and not just me, I think as human, uh, it was a surprise uh, for me to discover that humans are very complex people emotionally and we are also very unique. Like we experience, we can all experience similar feelings, right? We all experience love, hate, um, I don't know, jealousy, joy, um, fear, fear. Mm -hmm. yes. But at the same time, we are very unique and complex how we process our emotions and how we have, we live in different realities um like because of our personal uh upbringing so to to speak we all have um different view on things on the same things so it's like we can see we can be in the same spot but see things differently in accordance with our own personal reality and i find that fascinating because it just it looks so complex to me um how we process our emotions and how we uh, think of things and how we behave and how we can grow or or not (laughs) so yeah
0: isn't it wild to you how so much of what we grow up with uh, and learn we end up having to unlearn to figure yeah. out new processes which to me it's just wild but it's important all in the same
1: yeah you know I wish I had a much better awareness that I, I have now um, say 15 years ago, you know, when my my son was little. Because as of now, I understand how important it is to be aware of our own problems or things that we react to or how we behave. Um, It all comes down to our... You know, family upbringing. I wish I had that awareness to to be a better person. I don't know, fifteen years ago, as opposed to now.
0: <laughs> no, but it's never too late, and I, I love that you say that because I, I said the same thing. You know, in my thirties now, I would have known when I was a teenager or in my twenties what I know now. Wow, life would be so different, but. I also wouldn't have the experiences that I can share now with others. And the hope with the podcast, for example, is to challenge old ways of thinking. Is why why I really did this. And that if someone has a spiritual awakening or you know is questioning our reality, to keep going, I think is so important. So I appreciate what you're saying.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's certainly a journey. But um, I'm also I'm grateful for the fact that. I see a lot more happening around me right now and it's a wonderful process to experience this personal journey but it, it, it comes with pain with a lot of pain so I guess I had to you know I had to rework lots of pain in in my life to to move forward and it changed my art as well because i just used to draw without any particular idea and now i have more of a goal of creating something so very beautiful that people would enjoy seeing it and they would feel better about themselves and you know they would basically feel good and feel inspired and uh, it's very important to me uh, to create something that creates peace in someone else's heart
0: I love that you say that it makes me think of a podcast uh, my boyfriend does with uh, his coworker, and it kind of hit me recently. They were talking about anything in life that's really meaningful, okay, is normally not easy. Normally, mm-hmm. there's pain, there's struggle, something that comes behind it. Anything that's worth, if you can think of anything that's worthwhile, normally there was some kind of pain or hard work put into it.
1: Yeah, I think people combine um, everything in them. It's like, Uh, we we have both light and dark and it's in constant motion and i think we learn from our dark part uh, what we can bring into the light and it's a very difficult process but at the same time it can be very rewarding nothing is black and white it's like it's 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 like colors you know everything is so complicated and I find that uh, no one is as simple as a black and white card we contain all different shades of gray and the more we dive in and figure out all those parts (laughs) that we don't want to figure out, um, I think the better we become in the end.
0: Oh, absolutely. Who wants to focus on the shadow? But I'll tell you what, you got to go there in order, you know, for the light for sure. And I'm glad that we're kind of talking more about life and this existence because I've been following you on Instagram. Obviously, I I enjoy your art so much. And I also Mm -hmm. like the fact that you add your thoughts in the description of your art pieces on there. So if you don't mind, I'd like to discuss just a couple of the questions and thoughts you put in the descriptions because it really resonated with me. I believe the more we talk about our existence and open Mm -hmm. ourselves, it'll help others open their minds the more we can all grow in this human experience. Mm -hmm. Sure. Perfect. So to me, the big question that I had there was, to you what do you feel is the meaning of life to you specifically
1: this is um, a question i've been i've been thinking about throughout my you know artistic career because um there were moments when it was very difficult for me to continue living i basically found and i realized I realized that it was very hard for me to live without any kind of purpose or understanding of the meaning of life. And I kept searching for that answer. And, you know, different people gave me different answers. And a lot of those answers were true. They were true. Like, um, it is true that, Uh, the meaning of life is about joy. It is true that the meaning of life is about knowing yourself. But for some other reason, those explanations um, didn't ring true to me. Um, And just one day I realized that uh, my meaning of life can be very different from other people. And my meaning of life is to create and that's it. I don't need to do anything else um, because I always think like I need to do this and that and uh, find a solution or meaning to do things in different areas of life. But when I... I realized that my meaning of life is just to create. And it made a lot of sense to me. And it sort of, it brought the purpose into my life. So I stopped feeling so insecure or I... I, (laughs) You know, or upset about it, I actually began to feel at peace with the fact that, yeah, this is my meaning. That's all I need to do. I I just need to create. And it makes me, this thought makes me feel happy that I can create and I can create beautiful art and that's all that matters
0: love how you stated that, because life meaning is of the mind, obviously, you know, whether it be a philosophy or an idea or a belief you know we mm-hmm. ascribe to our lives, it is subjective, so it's something you create, I think is just an amazing way to look at it
1: so what's your meaning? Do you know? my meaning for life you know it's
0: to be a light worker uh, to share my stories my struggles challenges but to look at them in a a light and look at it as imagine a lighthouse okay Okay. the light's always going it it can weather any storm and it stays solid so my goal is to be that for children for um, society as a whole and to be able to use my voice, I guess for me, that's a huge thing for me to use my voice to help others open their minds to an existence that I didn't even know existed. I think my my meaning and purpose was to figure out the things I did not know and was not taught and to go down the exploration of knowledge and learning and to share the gifts of things that I'm learning with others, to start looking at things in a non-linear perspective, mm-hmm. black and white, you know, the traditional, and to really expand myself. And where I found it was, guess what? Creating art. Yeah. <laughs> so that that I tell people, you know, if you want to live in the black and white, and I get it, some people do. My my dad is a prime example of one that he, I love him to pieces, but he doesn't want to challenge or question the things he doesn't have answers to. Yeah. And I could remember always asking him, Hey, why does this happen the way it does? Why is this? And he'd be like, some things are better left unknown. And I couldn't accept that. So I guess for me, it was, I wanted to have the answers and I was willing to go there. And I want to be able to help others that are having experiences about things that may not make sense to me that's a fun <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I also think that meaning of life can change over time like when I had a child my meaning of life was to be with that you know with my kid with my child so it was the whole meaning of my life at that point in time
0: absolutely what you just said about it changing i think that most do change i mean some can be fixed clearly but ultimately your core essence so like everything in your heart and soul i think will know what your true meaning is in life Mm -hmm. if you open yourself to it
1: yeah you have to sit and meditate and be (laughs) with yourself for a while to figure that one out do you have any
0: tips? I'm going to ask you this just because I know we can figure it out in our creative element and process. Was there anything else that you do to medicate, meditate? Because some people don't want to shut their minds down or say, oh, I meditate when I'm doing so-and-so, but they never want to shut their <laughs> brain off to the thoughts that come in. Is there anything you use besides uh, art itself?
1: You know, I usually... Uh... <laughs> I think of things or don't think of anything at all by just trying to create space inside me and that's kind of difficult to explain like we are all consumed by all the information coming in (laughs) like I have like 50 emails a day and it's like it becomes overwhelming and so whenever I feel overwhelmed or when I feel like I cannot do this and that at the same time I I try to shut down all of the noise and just be with my thoughts or and that's a kind, it's a strange process. I could, be, uh, I could be stepping outside and just looking at the sky for a few minutes or, you know, painting and not thinking about anything. And this process creates this space that I need to, you know, to be <laughs> with myself and to feel better and after a while i go back to my computer and my life and i can respond to the work that i need to respond to without uh, feeling the overwhelm
0: you nailed it for sure we can go on and on i bet with that question (laughs) my next one i'm sitting here like This is going to be uh, even more perfect, uh, but I think that it's really going to help the listeners at least challenge old ways of thinking or open themselves to some different things. So the next question I had for you is, do we live for something? Because I love that question that you asked in one of the descriptions, or do we exist to support the life force around us? What are your thoughts?
1: I don't don't have a clear answer for that because sometimes... I feel like I have no power and it just the life flows with or without me and it makes no difference but other times I feel like I feel different I feel the opposite I, I feel that each of us uh, has a specific unique purpose and all the power of the universe is inside us But I think it's difficult to access it, uh, to be present, uh, to feel it all the time. And I think this is what's important. It's important to feel that connection to yourself and to your purpose, to be fully present and fully aware of everything around us you know, to to function and support the life. What do you think? Do you have an answer to this question? It may not be the right answer. I, I don't
0: know if there is a per se right answer to it.
1: I don't think there is a clear answer. It's a philosophical question, for sure.
0: It is, and it's a beautiful question. For me, you know, I
1: believe that we live
0: for the purpose to in this life, you know, human experience to mature and expand on levels and all the different levels. I think that there's the expansion not only needs to be like physical, but I think we also need to add the mental and emotional and spiritual component. Mm -hmm. And until we do all those, I feel like life can be a painful process. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's part of life's purpose. So I feel like the goal as weird as it may sound. I never understood years back. People would say, you need to feel all the different emotions and emotions beyond the basics, happy, sad, mad, fearful, but to feeling grief, uh, enthusiastic. I mean, there's all these different feelings and emotions, but I think that's part of the process and being able to ex, you know, have the expression of the maturing of the process. So our, our souls are expanding and growing just like the galaxies out there. But I could definitely go on and on and on about.
1: It. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that that's what that 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 what amazes me about people is that uh, how complex they are because it's not just a working body, right? It's like it's our emotions, it's our spirit, and all of that functions together, and we usually don't pay attention to our emotions until it's like it's 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 becoming a big problem but I think all of that is very important and I also think that we are part of nature and the more time we spend at least it it is for me the more time I spend outside in a natural world I, I I feel a lot better and I think we all humans are part of nature and it's very interesting to figure out how it all works how does nature work like how do trees communicate with each other i don't know i i find that fascinating like how everything functions and we humans become part of that functioning world but we we don't really
0: uh, think about it that much we don't and that's the thing that like i want people to be able to open their minds to it because that's where the fun is because i think whether we we talked about you know support the life force around i mean whether you're talking about life force prana q chi i mean what is it it's it's all an energy force and so I wish that people would talk more about
1: energy. Mm -hmm. But see, see, even that, even if we uh, talk about energy, it's like we talk about energy, but we don't see it with our eyes, right? We just feel it sometimes. And I I, I think this is so interesting. Like, why can't we see it? You know what? I'm going to challenge you on this and not in a bad way,
0: Okay. Okay. Do you feel that, because if you think about this, we don't see it. Yeah, it's very hard to see, but energy basically created, like stuck energy, for example, can cause blockages in mm-hmm. your energy field, which can lead to illness, disease, and depression. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I feel like we can see it. And then in positive ways, I almost feel like the energy we use, for example, doing art is very positive. And we're able to manifest that into our outer
1: existence. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's definitely there, but I don't know. It's like a miracle of life. I I think that every person has a unique energy field. And oftentimes we can feel the energy of a different person or of someone standing next to us, right?
0: The but, good vibes or bad
1: vibes? I was going to yeah, say the energy within yeah. us, yeah, yeah, our chakras. But we, we cannot really see how it looks like with our eyes. We just feel it. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I just, that got me so excited. Like I said, I'm, it makes me feel uh, compelled to do another painting. <laughs> <laughs> now, Veronica, I did want to ask you what is one piece of advice? that you would give to someone starting out their career as an artist?
1: Okay, number. this is a big question. <laughs> but I'm going to answer it uh, from my, well, considering all my personal experience. So because I, I've been an artist for 25 years and I did learn a few things. I think the most important thing for an artist is to find a mentor. And it could be a, an artist that, wh- whom you really admire and uh, who has a very solid practice. And what I mean by that is that the artist uh, should be accomplished in many ways, not just one way. And, you know, that artist should be, uh, that that should be the artist whom you really admire. But it's not all of it. Um, I think the most important thing is to network and work on your craft simultaneously. Like when I began uh, studying art, I, like my goal was to learn how to paint. That's it. I didn't have any other ideas or goals in mind. But after, you know, doing it for so many years, um, it's very clear that it's impossible to achieve anything without the support or help of other people. And how does that happen? You know, it happens when you if you are able to network and become friends with other creative people or with your supporters or big influencers, because this way your world becomes a lot bigger and it's easier to... Achieve whatever you want to achieve, as opposed to sitting alone in your studio and you know painting all the time and and doing <laughs> nothing else. So I think, in terms of business strategy, it, it is super important to network and be with other with the community of other artists as well. It's not enough to learn how to paint, to become an accomplished artist, at least today. Maybe it was different many years ago, but as of, to, as of today, <laughs> I think it's very important.
0: Well, I like that you express yourself different ways, like with Instagram posts and uh, your podcast as well, and just getting the word out there and trying new things. Because I get it. years ago I used to sit in my studio and paint (laughs) (laughs) how how does my paint get out there to more people to touch more lives Mm -hmm. it's by getting out there and doing things like this interacting with people like you you know you you know a lot of people have been in the industry for a lot longer so it's really cool that you are willing to come on shows like this to get the word out and to help others
1: yes thank you I think this is like really super important because I never paid attention to my skills, you know, networking skills. And I didn't think of my career as a career. But if I could improve something, this is the area that I would improve. And I I just want to encourage artists Not to stay in the same spot thinking that you would be discovered based on your craft. Maybe uh, someone can get lucky, but it is rare. It's super important to to be visible. And I think because because the world gets more complicated, it's becoming harder and harder to become visible and so we all need to spend time forming those genuine connections with other people and you know no one um, not everyone is going to respond to our art or to our views beliefs personality whatever um but there would be uh, other people interested and i think that's how we can get stronger together, as opposed to <laughs> trying to find someone who would help us for no particular reason. I think it's mostly about uh, being genuine and in, you know, trying to interact with other artists and other people who who are interested in ideas, art, or whatever else <laughs> right genuine
0: connections that's going to be mm-hmm. the key takeaway from today's podcast too. building genuine connections i'm taking that as a side note because i think that's important for anybody you not know, it doesn't even matter what industry but yeah. i think art artists themselves i think that is a huge thing because i do believe that from some of the artists that i know they isolate themselves more and wonder why they're not seeing the success or Mm-hmm. That they would like to do or to get their art out there. So th- that was wonderful advice.
1: Yeah, I'm an introvert and uh, any kind of interaction is very difficult for me still, despite the fact that I'm working on it all the time. But I can see how some artists succeed based on their abilities to be social. So it is important to work on our, I don't know, fears or insecurities to overcome those. So we would be able to form those genuine connections. And this would help, you know, uh, to show our art to more people. Because I think it's important why we're doing this. Like, why do we paint? We want to show it to people. Of course, we paint for ourselves, but it's not the only thing. I think it's also important for others to experience our
0: And their journeys with yeah. it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm really excited. Oh, my goodness. When you sent this over to me, we're going to go into the uh, music song piece now of the podcast. All right all right so the song we're going to discuss everybody is by ultramax on their album techno classica and it's called beethoven versus vivaldi and it was released in 2006 so ultramax does techno remixes of classics with the fusion between classical and techno it's very upbeat and i felt that there was a story being told without words being spoken but now I do have to mention, you have a special connection to Ultramax. Would you like to explain to our listeners?
1: Yes, he's my husband. He used to uh, create lots of music and recordings. So it's one of his compositions. Well, he did wonderful
0: work, I will
1: say. I felt like your husband was using
0: a lot of personal expression with the song in particular. Like, what do you feel he was trying to express in this song? Or do you actually know?
1: Um, he did a series of songs where he um, wanted to connect, you know, classical music to to contemporary one, so to say. So classical music wouldn't die out, but be be, be still relevant and uh, present in in our world. So I think that was his main idea behind it
0: everyone's going to have to listen to the song in the show notes for sure, because there wasn't an actual music video, which was okay because it made me really have to think outside the box. So it challenged me. I did a little research on Beethoven, which obviously he was one of the greatest composers of all times, but I don't know some people out there, because I did not know this, that he had progressive deafness, yet Mm -hmm. it didn't prevent him from composing some of his best pieces of work he was basically unable to hear almost the last 10 years of his life. So his music was obviously, it it seemed a little bit more serious in regards to mood. Mm -hmm. And then Vivaldi was an Italian composer and violinist. His work seemed to be more light and fresh. I felt like than Beethoven's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His could be a little bit darker. So that's what I, my impression was of the artists themselves in the song. If I shut my eyes I could see a lot of colors and it was very abstract to me. So it could have meant a whole bunch of different things. So I came up with like a story of a dancer trying to make it in the big world, Uh, also corruption in politics, (laughs) and then to duality. So I could see both the light and darkness in the song and it was absolutely riveting. And I kind of felt like that was the Beethoven, Vivaldi light and dark.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, Amber. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me.
0: <laughs> That's at least what I saw. I mean, was there anything that stood out to you when listening to the song? I,
1: I think he want. I think you nailed it because he did want to combine um, the opposites, you know, showing that duality, and he also wanted to combine past and present in one in one song wonderful i didn't
0: even think about that the past and the present he did and he did a great job of it thank you wow you know and i his work i hope that it's still going on out there is he still making pieces
1: um not at the present moment but perhaps he will come back to it in a while he should, because
0: his work is great. I'm not telling him what to do, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that more people need to hear it. And like I said, without the words, cause I like to dance and I'll tell you what I have not. And you can, he can listen to this episode or you can tell him, but I, there's not a dance club anywhere near me. And it was the first time I was listening to the beat and I was like dancing at home and was like, this is awesome. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's great. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: More people need to hear it. I'm thinking about doing a painting too while listening to some of the music. So I want to thank him for that piece and for you for sharing his music with me and with our listeners
1: today. Sure thing. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The last thing I did want to ask you is we'll have your information in the show notes Where can people go to learn more about you? Probably the easiest or the best way to connect with you.
1: People can always find me on my website, veronicasart.com. I'm also on YouTube, Instagram, and I also have my own podcast, which is titled Hooked on Art Podcast. So you can find me on all these platforms. Awesome.
0: I'm going to share. They'll all be in the show notes for everyone. Take a look at her art. So impressive. And I'm definitely interested in taking a class. Interested in getting into colored pencil. So you've inspired me. And I think the biggest thing that we can do is if we can inspire at least one person a day, we're doing our job here.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good to know.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you, Amber. I yeah. appreciate it.
0: It was wonderful. Maybe I'll have, bring you on down the road sometime again. I definitely want to stay in touch as artists should as we discuss the genuine connections and value your time and energy and space. So, thank you so much for joining
1: all of us today. Thank you, Amber. All Take, right. care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye bye.
0: If you've enjoyed spending time with me today, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast. You'll find links in the show notes to items discussed during the podcast. Check out the Try A New Frequency website for my top daily music video. I love
1: hearing from all of you. Feel free to send me an email to tryannuefrequency at gmail.com. I'm sending you all love and light. Until the next time.